call from? Antonio Smith. An inmate at Terrell Unit. This call is being recorded and is subject to monitoring. To accept this free call, press 1. What you listen to is the work that I've decided to do with my dad, Antonio Sr. And sometimes you'll hear me as called Tony because we're trying to differentiate the two of us and the family. They call my dad, Anthony, they call me Tony. But nevertheless, these are real prisoners in CT Terror Unit in Rocheron, Texas. Plus, on my side of things, there are the Assembly of Wonders. So both of our ministries, my dad ministry and then my government. I'm no longer I'm a pastor of a church. I passed it 11 years. Now I created a government. And so I don't have to have a separation between church and state because I want to do, I want to reach the inmates. It's the different things I want to do. So forget me talking, real people, real theology, real questions, real pain. This is possibly one of the greatest things I've ever been a part of because God's in it. Here we go. What's happening, man? Hey, man, how you doing? I mean, I thank you so much for allowing me to do this. I think it's a great job that you're doing. I, I really do. I think that's awesome. That, and I pray that God blesses you in so many ways. You'd be surprised how it helps people and get messages out across the world. And people pray for people and uh, uh, people that does things for people. So while I'm on this phone here, I'm going to tell you a little bit about myself. Real quick. Uh, I, uh, before I got locked up, God was, my mother was a, my mother was a, a woman of God. She, uh, always praying for me, always trying to get me to do the right thing. I got on drugs, got on alcohol, I got on things I shouldn't have been doing. 
And I went to God several times. God has saved me. For the last two years, actually last year, November 25th, I got that on Thanksgiving Day and the baptismal service. So God was tucking on me to get baptized. I'd already gave my life to God a year prior to that. And God uh, was, was, I felt he was wanting me to do the right thing to be baptized. So I went and got baptized. After I got baptized, I come up on that water and I started speaking in tongues. Great feeling, awesome feeling. And I've been asking God to move in my life a lot. Well, I've got a, a brother, his name's Mike. He's a diabetic, so he got some toes off of one foot, toes off of another foot. And he was, he had situations going on in his life. Well, he went to God and gave his life to God, and I get on the phone every morning, and I'm not sitting here bragging about what I'm doing for anybody, because I want God to use me to help me minister to people and talk to people. But I get on the phone every morning, and I talk to him, and I elaborate with him about what I read or what God gives me, get it to him. And I have another brother who was going down the wrong path, and he just recently gave his life to God. And I told him what God has been doing to me. And he's really been blessing me so much. And, you know, the old saying, be careful what you ask God for. That just won't happen. Well, I've asked God, I've asked God, move me, I'm ready for the next step, Lord. Move me there. God's tremendously blessing me in several things and that I wasn't even expecting. Uh, one of my testimonies here that I want to share with you, and I think it's an awesome testimony. Sure. Uh, 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 Easter, uh, Good Friday, they had a church service here. Uh, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, not Good Friday. Easter Sunday, they had a church service. So, Good Friday come. I fasted Friday, Saturday, all day and all night. From, as soon as I woke up, just water, no food, until 7 o'clock at night. Get on my knees, I pray to the Lord, I'd ask God, God, give me a sign, minister to me, talk to me. Allow me to know that you're here, that you're, you're hearing me, God. Well, Easter Sunday comes in, we go to church, and there's two preachers that come in. And one preacher looked up and he said, I'm sick, he said, but I'm here to preach the word of God. I'm here to do what God wants me to do. He was a fighter. He fought all the way to the end. So he's reading out this testimony, out this book, and asking people to come up and read verses. Well, every time I get up to go to read the verse, somebody gets in front of me. Somebody gets in front of me. So I, they went on about five or six times, so they called town. We walk out of the gym and we come back in. I'm the first time in. For a person into the gym. And so everybody sits back down again. I said, okay, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go this time. So he, somebody else, he calls again and somebody comes in front of me. And I get upset, Tony, and I walk over to the back of the building and I put my foot up onto on the building, to the back of the wall in the gym. And I said, God, I said, here I am. I said, I'm asking you, you know, I want to try to do something for you. And I'm asking you to, to move in my life. And God says, the Spirit of God, I hear it as loud as I'm talking to you. Go pray for that preacher now. And I jumped up off the wall and I said, oh no, God, not me. I can't do that. He said, go pray for that preacher. So when I walk up to the preacher, uh, a different preacher, 
stand up to the guy that was sick or sitting down and I should have went to him. And I went to the other guy. And then the guy said, well, can I pray for you? I said, I'm here to pray for you. And as I prayed for this man, it wasn't me praying. And I said, Lord, wow. And I said, God told me to come and pray for you. But it wasn't him that I was supposed to pray for. It was the guy that was sick. The said he was sick. So that night, he had went home and he had a heart attack. He died. Wow. And when it come back and told me the next morning about it, I'm like, oh, wow, God. Wow. I'm so sorry. I went to the wrong. Not that I could have saved his life. But I'm like, God, I'm so sorry that I didn't go to the right man. But my heart was in tears and I was angry. And I'm sorry for being angry, God. So, all that's fine. Every bit of that's fine. So, next Sunday, Father comes up. Uh, we're going there. I'm really a bashful person about speaking to people. Getting up speaking to people. I, I'm not now because God is giving me peace at doing it. Any other time I couldn't do it. But, uh, next service in there and there's a guy I don't know me in there and he says, hey, uh, he comes over to me and he says, hey, Bob, where he says, what verse do you want to get up to the and read? I said, oh, no, no. I says, uh, I don't have my glasses here. The guy beside me says, here's a pair of glasses. I said, no, I said, that's okay. I said, I can't see out of which I was making an excuse up. So I said, uh, he said, well, here's a Bible here for you. I said, oh, no, no, no. God convicted me. I promised God that I would try to do something for him. I would be ashamed of him. And I knew it was the Spirit of God calling me up to talk to him or to give my testimony. So when I came back, I got up to my cell and I dropped on my knees. I spent 10 minutes, I prayed and I cried as a, as a baby. And I said, okay, God, I don't know scriptures of the Bible. I don't know what you want me to do. But the next following Sunday, we come up. I will get up and I'm going from the church and I will give thanks to you. Guide me and show me what scripture to read and give me understanding of it. When I was in the NIV, the new translation Bible, and as I'm praying and I'm opening the Bible, and the first book that I opened up was John 15. Or John, 4, John 15. So I'm my father's grapevine, I'm a true gardener. It was 15 or 14. So that verse, when I read that verse, I'm like, oh my God, oh my God, you can't be, I can't be fruitful to you unless you stay fruitful to me. He pruned all the, the vines that never produced good fruit. Instantly, I got convicted with it. So that Sunday, I go up in front of the people and I tell everybody what God had did and how he convicted me. <coughs> now when we have church services, they have people that pray for before the sermon goes and then people have to read scripture and so I do this now and I haven't as I say I've never been the type of person I'm anti-sociable around anybody and God has just really blessed me and then when I still come on with the podcast and then about the Bible your daddy gave me a Bible and set me up to a new, a new Bible better understanding and I'm like wow God is really really moving and me and showing me how to move. So I'm just very grateful and I'm very thankful Amen. for all of that. And I'm thankful for you. For oh, allowing no. Me to no, I appreciate that, so, man. That's wonderful. That's that's so, wonderful. I really don't have much I can say to this, but just a couple of things, and one in particular, that okay. you 
have mastered now it took you some steps but you've mastered being present where god has your feet right and that's why you're getting these chances now you know you know what baba says uh, your gift will make room for you right there's a there's a the secret lesson that i'm hearing from you in here is you've learned how to be present most people are not in fact Right. I seriously doubt if anybody, if any inmate, any any warden, any 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 guard, ain't too many people gonna be present in terror unit. They're gonna be, the guards gonna be thinking when they getting off. Inmates gonna be thinking about, uh, you know, who, who's not writing me, what's on my books. It, it was like that guy died. He died. You know. Right. You're present now. And your testimony shows that. As a matter of fact, Great. the name of this this episode, I'm going to call it, I Learned How to Be Present. Because that's what you did. Because here's the deal, Great. man. God can only bless you in the present. Not in your thoughts. Not in your past. Not in your future. Right, right where your feet are is where God will bless you. And God's blessings always dwindle down to the level of your comprehension. God can Great. never bless you Pass your comprehension. He'll do exceedingly and abundantly above all you actually think. But if all you can think is twenty dollars worth of commissary, that's all you're getting. Exactly. Yeah. Congratulations to you, man. I got nothing but honor and praise for you. Congratulations, man. It's a man, pleasure. Yeah. Uh, thank you. Thank you very, very much for having me here on this. I think it's a great blessing what you're doing. Thank you, sir. And I think that you're going to touch a lot of people's lives all over the world because people, there's a lot of people that can't get a Bible, a lot of people that can't ask questions or want to wow. know questions, and you made it available for wow. them. So I just thank you for that. And thank I you, think, brother. You know, I hope that God blesses you in your ministry and keeps continuing what he's doing with you. And I just want to praise God and thank you. Thank okay? you, man. No, thank you. Thank you. I look forward to having you back multiple times. Thank you, man. Thank you very much. All right. Ladies and gentlemen, that was Robert Roswell. He is not an inmate. As a matter of fact, none of these guys are inmates. That's a word we put on them. Robert clearly is free in the place that has denied his freedom. And I got goosebumps just thinking about him right now and just recapping that episode. And his family should be proud, and I know they are very supportive. Now, I'm a man of intelligence, but there is a big difference between intelligence and awareness. So I want to have a conversation of awareness about Mr. Robert. I'm not sure if you can, but I can feel him. And everything he said was genuine. And every place that he is going is already blessed and prison won't even be part of his story as a matter of fact I believe he'll get paid for even being in prison as he gets out and starts touring across the world saving lives I think people would listen to him even more because of where he is now and that's the great thing about God. When you are present, God always finds you. Think about it. There was a there was a donkey, and Jesus was like, "Hey, I've got to go do my work. 
Lord, how you want to do it? But go into a town. Nobody's paying attention to this donkey, but that donkey is present. Only being a donkey. And you tell that donkey that that donkey is about to be part of my glory and shall be remembered forever. And of course, as the story ends, Jesus rides in with a king's interest. You call it Palm Sunday on that donkey. Even tells people, let tells his disciples, let your detractors know. If they say something about this donkey, let them know that I got this donkey. I have needed this donkey. And if you ask me, Robert is that donkey. He's been called out and singled out by God to have great use for him. And let me make myself very clear. That donkey is remembered forever because the Lord used that donkey as a partner to have a king's interest to save the world. Say that one more time. God didn't use that donkey. Jesus didn't use that donkey as a donkey. Jesus used that donkey, elevated that donkey from being an animal to a partner in his glory. Can can you see what I'm doing? I'm saying Robert is being elevated from a human, from a prisoner to a partner in Jesus's glory. That's what I'm doing here. That's what I feel. That's what I see. I have nothing but glowing words. So I can't teach anything. There was nothing to teach after what he said. But I do want to give him his honor. I see you, Robert. When his family listens to this and when when none family listens to this, I see Mr. Broswell as a partner. Jesus singled out to be a part of his glory to be remembered forever and to save the world. Robert, you're amazing. Thank God for you not allowing your circumstances to be your worth. Antonio T. Smith Jr., you can't plant better. You can dominate. Outside of this place means so much to us. See, 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 we have people come in here and minister to us and say this and say that and do this and that, and we are thankful for that. But we have very few opportunities where we can share with someone in such an intimate way. When they come in here, it's strictly to minister, and, and because they are here, uh, 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 we, uh, we have stipulations, and, 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 and we don't, they don't have the time. That's why God used Mike. That's why God used Mike exactly. to change, because we was running this podcast like a prison. Thank you. And that's why he said we're doing this online, we're doing this outside the the the, the classrooms and the and the confinement of the prison. Yep. Amen. Yep. Amen. Matter of fact, uh thank you, Lord. I I, I remember when you talked about your first church, uh church of the unchurched, the church.
Exactly what you said. the Lord to work in our life. 